Hello there and greetings to you. Welcome everyone to another episode of Duel of the Takes. Today we are starting with my alarm going off in the intro. <laughs> this is a great great way to start things off. We are doing a, uh, a bit of a different style of episode, although it is a bracket. We are doing a, the uh, trying to determine the best music video of all time. And uh, we've got eight uh, music videos from each decade of popular music videos. So the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s, all going head to head in one madness bracket. Guys, what are what are your thoughts about this? The seating, the picks. How do you, how do you feel about this music video bracket? Uh, I think you picked some iconic ones. Uh, I think there's going to be some tough decisions will have to be made since we went by the decades. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is gonna be a mess, just like what sounds like my dog is making with a bone. I don't think I can, but I probably will be able to on your isolated audio track. Yeah, so uh, the other rules, besides there being eight per decade, is there were not allowed to be any repeated artists. So Beyonce, Madonna, they only got one music video. So uh, I think this is gonna be very interesting, as some of these artists that have uh, longevity only get one shot. Up first... We were starting off with the first music video to ever play on MTV, Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles, up against Once in a Lifetime by The Talking Heads. What are your guys' thoughts here? MTV kind of set up, I don't want to say set up music videos, but kind of pushed the industry towards that. Definitely. I feel like this will happen a couple of times on the bracket. I like the song of one. one more than the other but when it comes to the music video itself i think it's got to be video killed the radio star yeah that's kind of how i feel too like i like once in a lifetime a lot more than i like video killed the radio star as a song i also think the music video is a lot of fun i mean it's just like david byrne dancing around in front of a green screen for like (laughs) five minutes like it's a lot of fun the choreography is really funny he's all like sweaty and in a suit it's it's very, very, like, on brand for the talking heads. But, I mean, Video Killed the Radio Star kind of started started MTV off on the right track, I will say that. How do we feel when Will I Am rebooted it in uh, 2010? He's around. Um, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about Hans Zimmer getting his start in the film industry on this music video? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the keyboard player for the Buggles. Isn't that nuts? That is wild. <laughs> to think we wouldn't have Muppet Treasure Island if it wasn't for Video Killed the Radio Star. <laughs> <laughs> for that alone, it's got to move on. I like I like Talking Heads. I like that song, but um, yeah, the music video. I mean, it's fine. I understand why it's here. Up next, we've got another Brick in the Wall Part Two, which is, I guess, a segment from Pink Floyd's The Wall. Up against the uh, the 15 minute long music video for Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, obviously, here I put two kind of more cinematic music videos from the 80s together. One of them is a segment of an entire movie musical, and the other one is pretty much a short film that centers around a music video. Yeah, how do we feel about these? This one is, huh? I don't know. You have one that is the music video. But then you have another that was like, I don't want to say like overlooked because Pink Floyd definitely has a very, um, has a huge following. But I also think there's Pink Floyd, the wall itself, 
the the fact that not a lot of people think that there was a movie connected to some of these music videos um, really tells that more people um, just when it comes to like the history of music videos, more people need to bring up the wall because of how cool that movie is. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I really think that. So there's actually two music videos for this. The one that I linked is the original one. The original music video, which is just the segment segmented section of Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 from the movie. Pink Floyd released a new music video for Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, which uses more montage footage from the entire film. I think the second one is probably the stronger music video, but it's also not really up for consideration here because it uses so many clips from other parts of the movie that have other songs playing under them. Um... But the original music video, although I think it is a highlight in the movie, I think it's one like it's one of the thematic strong points. I think just isolated, it feels very kind of like I don't know. It's it's kind of like very uh, like it's a very literal interpretation of their own song, which I think kind of hurts it. Whereas like Thriller's a banger, and the music video for it is like a giant costume party. Like it's a lot of fun. I also think it's really funny that the uh, the Thriller music video starts off with, like, uh, a warning that, like, Michael Jackson doesn't align with the cult and this was just for fun. Like, because <laughs> he's, a, he's a member of uh, the Latter-day Saints or Jehovah's Witness or something, right? Yeah, we almost didn't see this music video. He uh, called up John Landis and almost told him to uh, uh, cancel the entire video and have it never released, which is crazy to think. Which would have been wild, because yeah, the costume design's done by Rick Baker, who's an Academy Award-winning makeup artist, directed by John Landis. Like, you talk about, like, Michael Jackson's legacy as an artist, and I think you can't really touch on his impact in the film industry without this music video, because... Without this music video, you we wouldn't have gotten, like, Cap- Captain EO, which is, like, one of the most insane... Captain EO so good. <laughs> uh, like, collaborations of all time. You've got, like, George Lucas producing, Francis Ford Coppola directing, like, a Michael Jackson music video, and a ride at Disney. <laughs> True. You brought up Captain EO, and now I'm leaning towards Thriller. I think Thriller gets out of the first round, although I do think Pink Floyd's The Wall is better than the Michael Jackson music video. I just think Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 isn't quite as strong. Pink Floyd's The Wall is definitely the better album. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Alden, do you, what, what's your take here? Are you on Thriller as well? Yeah, I am. Based. I uh, I remember half my middle school uh, signed up to recreate Thriller just to get out of class. Oh, yeah, we did that too. Fantastic. What what was your shot on? Like, what camera? Uh, I didn't actually do it. I think it was like a point and shoot ours was on one of those like flip hd cams and the audio is so fucking bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah no whoever edited the video did a really good job but camera quality and library lighting sucked (laughs) (laughs) and costume design for some reason had a lot of effort put into it too damn now mine was not good not at all (laughs) up next we've got take on me by aha up against sledgehammer by peter gabriel now i think both these music videos are very very interestingly presented yeah the peter gabriel one is essentially like a series of like stop motion i guess technically it's kind of like they time-lapsed him singing the song and then animated them together 
Uh, it's got a lot of fun, like, visuals that guide with, like, the lyrics of the song. Uh, there's also a cool animated bit in it. And then the Take On Me one is, like, all rotoscoped animation, which I think has held up quite well. It has. Both of these scream 1980s. I feel like I gotta give the edge to Take On Me, though, because yeah, that music video, I don't know, culturally, like, it's just still huge. It's too strong culturally. I've seen so many recreations. Yeah, I feel like it, you always see it, like, recreated or spoofed. Like, I think there's an episode of Family Guy where Peter just recreates the Take On Me music video for some reason. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> one of those things that's, like, remained culturally relevant. The other music video I was considering putting here against Take On Me was Dire Straits Money For Nothing, because it's the earliest use of CGI ever. Um, but it's really dated. And I felt like both of these, despite definitely screaming 80s and their aesthetics, are... Honestly, they're pretty entertaining still. They they look good still. Yeah. All right. We got some some 80s female power pop songs. We've got um, Like a Prayer by Madonna up against Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Sidney Lauper. Um, I think Like a Prayer might be Madonna's best song. Interesting. I might agree with you. I am having a hard time deciding on these music videos though so why did we do this music video and not vogue this one had a higher rating on rate your music's music video <laughs> category and therefore i felt like it was the safe pick it also was it received more uh awards back when it came out this was like the biggest music video of 1989 huh i don't that's interesting because when i think of madonna i think vogue like when it comes to music videos and that's what was putting me against it was that 90s though yeah that would have been in the 90s. I think, I yeah, I don't know. I definitely wanted to keep Madonna in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really like Girls Just Want to Have Fun. and Yeah, that's a good music video. Well, when I think of that, I think, I think the birth of the, uh, it just screams 80s. It's the birth of the rock and roll and wrestling alliance. We even see in that thumbnail, you have the, you have a WWF uh, manager, I'm losing the name, but um, that whole thing, like, culturally was huge because it not only um brought in her as an artist but it also brought in um wwf the first wrestlemania she was part of that show and like it just screams 80s to me when i see that music video yeah it's also like a lot more fun like yeah captain lou obano is is in the music video he also went on to play mario in the super mario bros super show like dude's kind of an icon of mine but uh She's just, like, dancing around, having a good time, telling the story of the song, which is simply that she just wants to have fun. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I, I, watched, I watched Like a Prayer yesterday. That music video is kind of awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she's, like, there's all this, like, in-your-face religious symbolism, but it's literally just about her being in a mixed-race relationship, which I guess was a bigger deal back then than it is now yeah but i could see why it was such a big music video because it's very provocative especially for the time it, you know mixing sexualization and religious imagery especially in a giant catholic cathedral it's like what church greenlit this to be shot there <laughs> it's a weird music video i think the production value is a lot better than the girls just want to have fun one yeah yeah but i think i have more fun and girls just want to have fun so i'm gonna pick that one i i think i agree 
Where are you, Josh? Yeah, I agree with Alden. We've got Tupac's California Love, which has like a bunch of Mad Max imagery. Yeah. <laughs> up against A Tribe Called Quest's Scenario music video, which has a lot of really cool early 90s like tech feel to it. Um, I think these ones are uh, very stylized, but totally different in terms of the, the tone and the vibes I get watching them now. I don't know. I think California Love has a cool music video, but I also, I don't know. Yeah. It's also one of those where it's like, when I hear that song uh, on my playlist, I, I'm not thinking of the music video. And I guess I'm also not thinking of the music video when um when the scenario song comes on. Iconic 90s songs. Oh, definitely. I think it's just going to all come down to which music video I just like better, and I think it's just California Love. I, th- I really appreciate, like, the costume design and, like, the the scale uh, that the uh, California Love one has. Like, they straight up look like they're on the Mad Max Thunderdome set. Like, literally, the opening shot, they're, like, at Thunderdome, and then they're driving all these cool, like, tricked-out go-karts and stuff through the desert. Everyone's got, like, big leather jackets on. But for me, it just screams, like... 80s like it feels like it's stuck in the decade before which might have been the point but for Tupac's biggest like radio pop hit out of like a really solid rap discography and hip-hop discography I feel like this music video just hasn't aged as well as scenario where I think the scenario music video is kind of weird because it has all this like futuristic quote-unquote looking like computer screens and like the whole thing has like these transitions that are supposed to look like they're from like a high-tech like video game but now it just looks like some sort of like retro future nightmare like i could i could totally see like brockhampton doing like a, a remake of this music video and it would do just as well because it has like that like that fake retro like future kind of aesthetic hmm <laughs> <laughs> I also like how simple it is, too. In terms of shot yeah. composition, you oh, just true. get a lot of that, like, early 90s fashion. They're filming this, like, ran- in random parts of the city, and then it's just, like, stitched together in editing, and it looks really... It it just looks really cool, whereas, like, the Tupac one's, like, very cinematic. I just don't think it fits the song. California Love is one of his chillest songs. Why are we all out in the desert, like, fighting Mad Max style? <laughs> I think that's why I like it so much, though, is it's just absurd. Yeah. And Oakland is just a thunderdome (laughs) (laughs) all right well it looks like i'm outnumbered here i guess we're going with california love oakland is a thunderdome (laughs) (laughs) all right up next we've got two spike jones directed music videos we've got sabotage by the beastie boys and buddy holly by weezer this is the whitest round (laughs) (laughs) this is our culture josh man i like the throwback to like happy days that the buddy holly music video is like it's fun it's kind of cool to have like a 70s throwback i guess they're both technically 70s throwbacks but the sabotage one is way more kinetic and it's way cheesier but it's also like way more fun Yeah. yeah like it doesn't look like a sitcom it looks like it's like this crazy quickly edited 70s action movie and it's cheesy but I think it might be the best, it's definitely not the best Beastie Boys song, but it's definitely the best music video they ever had. Whereas, like, I think you could make a case that, like, Undone is probably a better Weezer song and a better Weezer music video. It's just not as popular. Sabotage is definitely on a on my playlist of songs I love 
ironically. <laughs> I mean, every time I play Among Us, I say, listen, all y'all, comms is sabotaged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alden, what are your thoughts on Weezer? <laughs> My thoughts on Weezer? Yep. Fine. I really appreciate the uh, album cover memes. <laughs> They're the Beatles. God, I think the cast for Buddy Holly or whatever is funny, but I I think I'm going with Sabotage if I had to pick one. Yeah, I agree. I'm with Sabotage as well. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just more kinetic and fun. It's, like, way more fun to rewatch. I think there's also other, like, music videos like the Buddy Holly one that we'll probably see later that I think get, do it better. Um, in terms of, like, being a throwback and, like, a nod to, like, the Ed Sullivan show and, like... I guess that's true. I don't... I haven't looked at this bracket. <laughs> bracket Fights <laughs> has been folding recently. This happened to me twice while I was building this. I had to restart. This website might just get canned. Yeah. We'll have to build a better one. Up next, we've got two, uh... Two debut music videos. Lead singles off of debut albums. We've got, um... Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana... And The Rain, Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott. I love Captain Marvel. <laughs> Can we talk about how bad that opening song choice is for, Cap uh, for Black Widow? I mean, people are loving it, so... It is a big TikTok song. It's... It's so bad. Imagine missing the point of a Nirvana song that literally hasn't gotten off the radio since it came out and missing the point of the song. <laughs> I mean, if they were going to use it, I'd prefer that they just used it rather than a cover. A slowed down acoustic cover. Yeah, me too. Um, This might be a weird take. Uh, I know the Nirvana music video, iconic, very 90s, but I don't know. I really like the Missy Elliott music video. I kind of pinned these together because I felt like they definitely represented the two, like, I, I don't want to say new, but the two major music movements of the 1990s. Like, obviously grunge was huge, uh, but that was like what kind of took us out of 80s rock and 80s music in the early 90s. And then, like, hip-hop also had its first few crossover hits. Unless you're Aerosmiths for some fucking reason, where Don't Wanna Miss a Thing is their biggest hit ever in 1999. Yeah. I think, um... Uh, like, Missy Elliott's debut music video is gotta be one of the best ones ever. I feel like literally everyone from Nicki Minaj to Cardi B, every female rapper since, has, like, looked to this music video for inspiration. I mean, I literally can't watch this without thinking, like, oh, damn, this is, like, Meg The Stallion is just copying this. Like, to a T. It's gotta be one of the best, like, openings for a, a female hip-hop artist, like, ever. And it's a really cool music video. It's very stylized. I like how like some shots are sped up. It's like the fashion and like the co like the costumes are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like the Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit music video just looks like they filmed it in a school gym with a fog machine and orange lights. It's very bland. I don't think it's a great music video. Great song. Probably a better song, but yeah. as a music video, it's only iconic because it probably got so much play back in the day. And it was easy to watch on a 90s computer? Probably not. I don't know if anyone was watching video on their computer back then. You'd have to like download that shit to a floppy disk and it would be like 144p at best. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Missy Elliott here. 
we've been doing dual the takes for how long and bracket fights is still in like beta state if we spent a week building a site we could do better yeah but that sounds like a lot of work it is um up next we've got around the world by daft punk versus uh smack my bitch up by the prodigy um i don't know how familiar you guys are with the latter but it's uh one of the most controversial music videos of all time um it was banned from mtv after only playing like twice ever and uh you literally can't find it on youtube still yeah i don't uh i haven't seen it i uh, did find a link to it on vimeo it was a private link i had to message a guy on gmail in order to get it unlocked <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Hold on, let me let me go find this. Hold on. Yeah, skim through it. Honestly, I think it's uh, I think it's, it's very artistic. Essentially, it's a uh, it's a first person point of view mu- music video from the perspective of like I don't know some like European scumbag who just drinks, does drugs, parties, gets kicked out of strip clubs, starts fights in the street. <laughs> Just a degenerate, I guess. It's like train spotting, but from first person perspective. I was, I was about to say, this just sounds like train spotting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a popular techno pop crossover hit from the year uh, I was born, 1999. And uh, in contrast, the Around the World music video by Daft Punk is uh, a pretty simple music video. It's pretty much one angle of... Uh, five different costumed sets of characters each one of them representing a different instrument in the music and uh a very well synchronized and choreographed like dance but that's about it yeah daft punk uh it's weird how like their music is more um it's so much more like uh i don't know how to put it interesting than their music videos i guess yeah i think that this is definitely daft punk's best music video i although it's very simple it's it pairs with the song a lot better than other music videos they've done like the um harder better faster stronger music video has like some weird like 90s anime energy to it that's just kind of uncalled for and (laughs) this music video like literally everything is synced to the song i think the the choreography and the the very simple practical effects of like there's like the giant robots that are dancing to the voice uh track and they look giant compared to like the skeletons and like ballerinas and all the other weird uh, the whatever the white things are supposed to be mummies it's cool because like it kind of feels like a throwback too. like the costumes look really cheap it feels like like a like a monster mash type throwback to a really really catchy techno song alden uh after skimming through the smack my bitch up music video what are your general thoughts uh is it edgy for the sake of being edgy or is there some artistic merit to it i think it's edgy for the sake of being edgy however this like hardcore henry prequel is pretty pretty good hot take it's better than hardcore henry <laughs> i don't know i feel like if i was watching that on a bigger screen than my phone i'd get nauseous okay that's fair i think i'm going with daft punk here <laughs> i think to be safe i have to but i kind of want to go for the prodigy <laughs> i'm gonna say the prodigy music video for smack my bitch up is way better than the daft punk around the world one i prefer the song daft punk song is is better but oh definitely not even close i think i think that song is terrible <laughs> I, th- I think the music video is just as terrible and matches it perfectly <laughs> yeah it is now we guys we are alive we are born now we we're talking about music videos that came out while we were alive now moving forward Woo nice zoomers yeah gen z rise up 
up first in the early 2000s, we've got uh, Weapon of Choice, the Fat Boy Slim music video where Christopher Walken is dancing and flying in a hotel lobby. Hell yeah. Here It Goes Again by OK Go, which is the treadmill one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think two very equally iconic music videos. One, another one directed by uh, Spike Jones, I believe. Uh, has incredible production value, has an A-list actor in the in the main role for the music video. The other one was literally filmed on, like, a fucking camcorder in a, uh, in a gym. This weapon of choice music video requires more cowbell. <laughs> same era, yeah. It was, like, the same year. <laughs> it's wild to me that Christopher Walken's, like, 57 years old in this music video. He became self-aware. Yeah, he really did. What I like about the, uh, OK Go one, though, is it was, like... It was, like, one of the first, like, viral music videos on YouTube. Like, it kind of was, like, the birth of, like, pretty much anyone can become a famous music artist. And then it won a Grammy for its music video because of how popular it was, which is really cool. In contrast to, like, a probably relatively high-budget music video with an A-list director and star. It's such, yeah, it's such a uh, a throwback, and it's so... It is culturally important because this was the era where you could like do stuff like this on youtube and like youtube wasn't dominated yet by like these large like companies they didn't know how to use youtube yet so you'd get more of a chance to get videos like these or you get uh you get artists that were able to start on youtube like i mean as as hated the rebecca black friday video was i i think rebecca black's very almost made the list i think she's very talented and uh her new music's pretty good um yeah i kind of want to go with this just for how kind of important it was for the rebecca blacks of the world <laughs> um you lost me at the rebecca black part but i totally agree with where you're coming with like the youtube like, pre-corporation uh, kind of, like, rise. I, I think that it was really cool to see independent artists get a spotlight. And uh, I think specifically OK Go ended up winning that Grammy for the music video for something so simple. I mean, they did learn a pretty complicated choreographed routine on four treadmills, but at the end of the day, like, it's something that we could replicate. And, like, that, I feel like that side of YouTube is just lost now. There's no way anyone will get a major record signage off of a good music video that they uploaded off of a camcorder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me grab my flip phone or flip cam real quick or whatever it was called. <laughs> this next one is one for the ages. Single Ladies by Beyonce versus uh, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Uh, this is probably one of the most controversial music video pairings of all time. This is when Kanye went up on the stage and told off fucking 17-year-old <laughs> Taylor Swift. This is like one of the most iconic moments of our childhood. <laughs> um, and it's weird, too, because these music videos are totally different. Uh, Beyonce's Single Ladies, it's uh, pretty simple in its premise. Taylor Swift's it it's got it's trying to tell like a story in its music video the same story that I I'd assume it's the same story that the song is trying to tell and yeah it, Kanye West did have a strong opinion on this that Beyonce's music video is one of the best of all time do we agree with that best of all time I don't know 
better than You Belong With Me? Yeah, I agree with Kanye. I don't think it's one of the best of all time. I do think the choreography is really impressive. I think the cinematography is also really cool. I like how they're able to keep the subjects, the three dancers, uh, like the same lighting, but the background's able to change. Beyond that, there's nothing in this music video that is all that special. I don't know how you could say this is one of the best music videos of all time. Also, on the contrary, that You Belong With Me Taylor Swift music video is is cute. It's wholesome. It kind of has a little bit of that, like, independent feel to it just because it's, yeah, it's a narrative story. Or, yeah, it's like a narrative music video going with a narrative song. And it's early into Taylor Swift's career. It's very, very simple. And uh, it was one of the first music videos I remember, like, people talking about, like, our age. It's very Disney Channel, and I mean, this was released at the peak of, like, Disney Channel. <laughs> I know Taylor Swift wasn't a part of that, but, I mean, and she's... Thankfully. People who watch Disney Channel were also probably fans of Taylor Swift. I mean, definitely. I, I mean... Taylor Swift has such a grasp on our generation. Like, you talk to any girl between the ages of, I don't know, 30 and 18, Taylor Swift is probably one of their favorite artists. Yeah. I uh, I think I think the Taylor Swift music video is better. I actually think the uh, VMAs got that right. I'm going to agree with you. Alden, do you want to take the mic away from us and say how wrong we got it? <laughs> I'm going to let you I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Taylor Swift's video like holds up better in a meme space but in terms of like high budget tv shows movies whatever beyonce has that people i mean glee had like a whole season based off of that i don't know glee sucks by the way i remember the fucking beyonce one getting fucking memed to high hell when it first came out and the taylor swift one is getting memed now so it's like i think that just is a testament to which one's held up better and it's also weird because like I always think Taylor Swift's music videos have kind of been not great. I do think this is probably one of her better ones. Um, whereas Beyonce's modern music videos... I disagree. Beyonce's modern music videos are great. I wish this wasn't her most popular one, so we could have featured her in the 2010s. Like, Formation is one of the best music videos ever made. Mm -hmm. And that's not on this list because Single Ladies is so much more popular. And, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I I, I think... Beyonce is the better music video artist, and I think it's cool where her style has gone since then. But I, dude, what Taylor Swift music video is better than this one? Blank Space, maybe. Yeah. True. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the Disney Channel style of Taylor Swift's video. Fair. It's definitely simple. Up next, we've got Stacy's mom versus Hey Yeah. So Fountains of Wayne versus Outcast here. There it is. The winner of the first ever bracket on this youtube channel stacy's mom yeah well over a year and a half ago stacy's mom thank you megan how do we feel about these music videos the stacy's mom music video is exactly what you would think the hey yeah music video i mean it's outcast so the music is already awesome um aesthetically it's cool um i like the i like the colors i like the set design um I don't know. This one's actually kind of tough now that I'm, like, comparing them. Yeah, I, I think that the Stacy's Mom one is very similar to You Belong With Me, where it's a relatively simple kind of, like, retelling of the same story that we're seeing in the song. Yeah. And for that, it kind of feels like an 80s throwback music video in a lot of ways. Just, like, the song is kind of an 80s throwback, too, in terms of, like, the meaning and the, like, like chord progression and shit. It 
it's just Jesse's girl again. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, by Outcast kind of has that fun like Buddy Holly thing going on where they're like trying to give it like this like '60s vibe in terms of like the fact that it's like a spoof of the Ed Sullivan Show. I love how Big E is like the manager, and then Andre Three Thousand is the entire band. He's playing like nine <laughs> characters in this music video, and it's such a bop of a song that it's like. The crowd, like, the, for the music video, the crowd noises, like, are going on through the entire song, and it doesn't distract you at all. Like, it's... When VH1's doing their top 100 of, like, the decade of the 2000s, this is, I think this was, like, usually in the top three, or maybe even number one, if I remember. I definitely think it's a better music video than the uh, Stacy's Mom one. I just think lasting impact i feel like stacy's mom one tainted our our generation like that i feel like that one sticks with people a lot more it makes me uncomfortable why is that alden was there a stacy's mom in your neighborhood uh no comment but it's literally like children okay well i guess we're gonna go with hey yeah by outcast (laughs) (laughs) up next We've got toxic by britney spears versus bad romance by lady gaga this one's difficult will we piss off jory yes <laughs> i mean either way we're pissing off jory <laughs> i think toxic by britney spears was jory's most played song of 2020 that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> i wonder what jory's take is on this music video i'm sure he's seen it so many times <laughs> <laughs> i remember the toxic music video when it first came out and thinking like wow this is like very like awesome like the visuals are next level there's a lot of cg in it it looks like shit. Yeah, visually wise, it's kind of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the CGI plane, and then they're like drive, like the plane's like low riding through like Tokyo or some shit. It's like, bruh. And like the the guy she's making out with in the bathroom on the plane like takes his face off, and it looks like shit. It looks like the Carnage tr- two trailer <laughs> <laughs> when Woody Harrelson turns into Carnage. That's what this music video looks like. The Lady Gaga music video. Lady Gaga usually has more good music videos than bad ones. Uh, Bad Romance I think was a good one to pick because um I don't want to say it was like the peak of her career or anything, but. It felt that at that point it was like you couldn't you couldn't avoid Lady Gaga. She was the biggest thing in music. Yeah, she was huge. Yeah, I I think Bad Romance is definitely, if not her strongest, in her top three. Yeah, for a music video. Yeah, I think Bad Romance just knocks this one out of knocks it out of the park compared to Toxic by Britney Spears. But hashtag Free Britney. Absolutely, we we stand Britney. I still liked Toxic, but. I don't know. Bad romance goes a lot harder. I like the costumes that Britney wears in this music video. The flight attendant one's nuts, but that like that diamond one too that like looks nude but has diamonds all over it is fucking insane. Like I could see someone wearing that on like a red carpet like this year. <laughs> like both are definitely fashion icons. Up next, we've got Despacito versus Gundam style. <laughs> we got Louis Fonzi versus Psy. So this is not even the remix of Despacito, right? This is the most popular music video of all time. That's not the remix. That's so weird. Did it pass Gundam style? Yeah. Wow. Um, the only video on YouTube with more views than Despacito is Baby Shark with 9.8 
billion views. Yeah, where's that on the bracket? Yeah, we're not doing Baby Shark. <laughs> but Gundam Style was kind of like the biggest YouTube video ever when it came out. Like, I remember that being the first one to hit the 1 billion threshold in views. And then I remember like a week later, it hit 2 billion. And I was like, holy cow. I didn't even know there were that many people on planet Earth. But like Gundam Style, you remember that music video so well. You remember all the parodies of it. Yeah. And like, I can't think of something that screams 2012 YouTube more than Gundam style <laughs> yeah i don't think despacito's video is bad by any means it really has the same feel as some b-roll in fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see that but i mean like everyone knows the gangnam style dance you can't avoid it but despacito beat it in views who cares i'm sure that was for meme purposes rather than people actually watching it whereas gangnam style hit like i think more people were watching gangnam style ironically for the meme than there were ever for despacito yeah for like our generation maybe but despacito did not hit older generations like gangnam style did like we had parents and grandparents talking about this music video whereas despacito it's still a meme we're it's just not, like, being talked about from people over 50. Well, also, Despacito doesn't doesn't cater to us. Like, it caters to more people. So does Gundam Style, but... Yeah, these are both pop songs with very, very well choreographed and shot music videos. I saw a, uh, a TikTok a couple days ago. It was, like, it was, like, one of those, like, K-pop stands. Like, one of those, like, <laughs> BTS, like, stan accounts on TikTok. And they were, like... Whether you like him or not, Psy paved the way, and it was, like, a bunch of clips from Gundam Style. And it's, like, <laughs> one, that makes me want to vomit in my mouth. But two, they're not wrong. No. I mean, I don't think without Gundam Style, K-pop would be as big as it is here in the States. But, I mean, why does it make you want to vomit in your mouth? He knew exactly what he was doing. Like, Yeah, but it's also just, like, I kind of associate Gundam Style with, like, 2012, 2013 cringe. Like... <laughs> was it popular yeah did i like do i know people that had that song downloaded off itunes of course but was it actually like a banger it's no lmfao <laughs> look i agree but this i'm remembering everything from this music video remember youtube rewind where it was just this music video with youtubers <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a shot for shot remake <laughs> dude i remember people having their lock screen and their home screen like the elevator closed and open <laughs> back when the youtube app was literally just like the retro tv <laughs> yep yeah it's gotta be gundam style here i mean despacito i mean it's not a bad video it's just like who cares no it's definitely gundam style yeah despacito the song is huge but i think gundam style the music video just elevated the song to a whole new level yeah all right up next we've got humble by kendrick lamar versus this is america by childish gambino i think both of these are kind of ripe with like visual symbolism but also like uh i think they're both like absolute modern hip-hop bangers this one is another like tough decision for me all right well where are you leaning josh humble by kendrick lamar kendrick lamar is the most influential important not only rappers but just one of the best artists of this generation he's already influencing rappers that are coming out now uh humble is an awesome music video and i I just think on that importance alone, he's got to go farther than Childish Gambino in this situation. The This Is American music video is really good. Yeah, 
I I I could see why it got the attention it it got the attention it deserved. Um, he put a lot of time and effort into that music video. Yeah, it's it's a good music video, uh, to like discuss too because it kind of tackles like some issues in this country. Um, but humble from a visual standpoint, uh, from how innovative Kendrick Lamar is as an artist. I think needs to move on. Yeah, I think Kendrick Lamar has other music videos that are on this like caliber too. Like I think the All Right music video is really really good. Yeah, Backseat Freestyle has a great music video, but this one to me, Humble st- stands out as his best music video, and I think it's probably because it's his like most accessible song off of his most accessible album. Yeah, but I remember like everyone talking about all the shit in this music video for this is America where they were like, this is what this means. There's this in the background. It's like a where's Waldo of like problems in America. (laughs) I personally think humble tackles a lot of those same issues stronger and it's less in your face despite being a more, I don't want to say flashy because I think both of these kind of have a uh, like a layer of like like they're both very glossy in terms of their production value. They're both very well made music videos. But where the uh, This Is America one is all done in, like, a continuous wide shot, yeah. I think I think the actual, like, attention to detail and the cinematography of the Kendrick Lamar one is just way better for me. And I'm trying to, like, dissociate them from the songs, too, because, like, both songs are really good. I, li- I like both of these songs a lot. I think that... Yeah, they're both great songs. Yeah, I think This Is America kind of has, like, a little bit of that, like, more, like, dynamic energy to it, whereas, like, Humble is kind of, like, once the beat drops, it's the same thing all the way through. Uh, but when when we're talking about the music videos, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the Kendrick Lamar song is more dynamic, or at least the visuals for the video are more dynamic. Whereas I kind of like after the first minute of This Is America, once he like shoots the choir, it's it's pretty much over. Uh, I do like the pants though. He's got cool pants in the music video. Yeah, I don't know. I think ultimately I'm going to have to pick Humble, but there's a lot to be said about both. I really like what uh, what it, um, I think it's probably switched between two cameras really fast in some of the scenes so it looks like he's not moving but everything beside him and in the background is just like shaky mm-hmm. and flickering that looks sick the shit where it's like heads on fire too i don't know how they did that i have no idea how they did that when the camera's like moving at different angles while he's not yeah moving it's like i i still don't know how they did that yeah but this is america is a really cool music video though yeah this is america is really i think it was like a good it was like a good like music video for starting conversation i just wish it actually said something about the topics it brings up whereas like i feel like the visuals of humble alone kind of share more of like the personal anecdotes of whether you want to talk about poverty or you want to talk about police violence or you want to talk about racism still being alive like in america today like all of those things are equally addressed and humble i just think they look better (laughs) like it it, just doing a warehouse and having things that represent those those motifs doesn't really catch up to the 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 visuals and like the locations and and seeing parts of south uh south side la and and stuff like i don't know yeah i think humble wins i think that might be a hot take but i'm happy we uh we made that hot take together (laughs) I need a Kendrick Lamar album soon, please. Yeah, seriously. This was supposed to drop like a year ago. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Floria Sigzamondi. I uh, I played you. It was not directed by David Fincher. I <laughs> but I do think the Mirrors one's better than Suit and Tie, which might be a hot take. I think uh, I think for a song that's as long as Mirrors, the fact that they were able to keep a narrative story to it all is really impressive. And uh... the only part that isn't really narrative is like timberlake dancing and singing into the mirrors in the mirror maze yeah it's uh it's dedicated to his grandparents which i find very wholesome up against runaways there's like a 20 minute movie connected to this uh thing right i don't i linked just the four minute song bit um because he used in in the full film which is almost 30 minutes long it's like 28 minutes or something like that there's other songs in it from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy that appear for like a minute to a minute and a half, but it, it, it the whole thing's called Runaway, so it depends on how you want to look at it. If you're talking the whole 30 minutes, then we're talking about something that's almost a half hour long versus something that's eight minutes long, but if we're talking just the Runaway section of that short film, then we're talking about something that's like six minutes long going up against something that's eight minutes long so it's more comparable that way in my opinion i think both of these are really well shot music videos yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they both want to show like a a strong narrative kanye really wants to show a strong narrative in a 28 minute movie this is peak kanye when it comes to popularity probably yeah uh everybody like loved this album you have the Jeffs of the world that thinks it's his best one. I think it's in his top four, maybe five. Runaway, it's an awesome song. The music video is really cool. But I'm kind of going towards Mirrors just because of how much of a surprise it was. I mean, Justin Timberlake, this was a guy that was away from music for like seven years. And not only comes out with Sue and Ty and it's like, okay, that one was really good. And then he comes out with Mirrors, also a massive hit. And that... It was just, and then that whole 2020 album was great, and you could tell he just 100% went in on music. He really wasn't doing any movies at that time. He was completely done with acting for a while, and you could just tell so much effort was put in that. Not saying there's not effort put in the Kanye's, but when it comes to which music video I think had a, a more interesting narrative to me or was able to accomplish that narrative... Uh, I think it's JT's. Yeah, I also think both of these music videos want to show a side to an artist that's been around for a while at this point that they hadn't seen before. I think JT w- wanted to make a, a personal dedication to his grandparents, and I definitely get that vibe in the music video. Um, I think the song is a really good like romance song, or like like it, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good song. I I like that song a lot. And then Runaways is like I guess. Kanye just wanting to, I guess, show like a more like artistic side in him, like a more visionary side. I mean, I'm pretty sure he directed this music video himself. Um, He also really wanted to, uh, I guess, like prove that he's more than just a musician. Uh, And I, a lot of people really, really fuck with this song. They think it's one of his best. I personally think it's actually one of the low points on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which i know is a bit of a hot take but um (laughs) yeah i I think it's i think it's a good song and i do think kanye shows some range in it i mean i believe he plays the piano in it so that's something um it's it's very i could go either way i'm kind of leaning toward runaway though just because you were saying this is kind of peak popularity of kanye west and i think without the significance of 
this whole album, but th- specifically this music video. I don't think he'd be as talked about like as he is right now. Apparently Donda's coming out tomorrow as of recording this, supposedly. This is date change number two. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath, but he has been living at the fucking stadium for two weeks. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons preseason starts like next week. He's got to... <laughs> can't stay living down there <laughs> sir you have to leave mercedes-benz arena it's been a month <laughs> he, he can't live down there forever right <laughs> we'll see alden where are you leaning here throughout you guys talking i've watched both of these again i think i'm leaning kanye wow all right okay sorry justin timberlake's grandparents <laughs> <laughs> all right here it is i think the the meme the memeiest round of it all we've got <laughs> Uh, Hotline Bling by Drake versus Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball. Ooh. Uh. Didn't start being a Miley Cyrus fan till last year. <laughs> but haven't been a Drake fan since like 20. This, I think this is Drake's last good song. I think this is Drake's last good song. I'm actually like a fan of Drake. I feel like his place, like, like I feel like there needs to be a Drake in music, if that makes sense. Even if I don't like every album by him, like I'm glad he's there. I think he's just repackaged Pitbull. No, I don't think that. <laughs> the Take Care album alone is... I do really like Take Care. <laughs> that album's really good. <laughs> yeah, Over My Dead Body is like one of my favorite songs of the 2010s. Hotline Bling, though. Oh my god. It's... This music video was so freaking iconic when it dropped, and I didn't understand why. <laughs> it's it's a very simple music video. I like the lighting and stuff a lot, but it it's stupidly simple. It's Drake dancing like an idiot, which I guess is probably why it became so popular, was like him like dancing like a dad in Tim's is like the joke. <laughs> Um, the stuff with like the call center at the beginning and then like, you know, other like people dancing in the other rooms is, is fine. I remember how memed this got. I mean, they like made fun of it on SNL where Trump was dancing and then he won the presidency a year after that. So this was really like the downfall of the 2010s. Really? It all started here. I think Wrecking Ball is a music video that has aged quite well as Miley's like developed into her own artist. I think this is like yeah. this is like a breakout music video for her. I remember it was controversial. I remember like media just slandering her like she's off the deep end now. And I guess that's kind of you know, every few years female artists had to reinvent themselves and hopefully that trend's dying, but I think this was a smart way to do it. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hated it when it came out, but I like it a lot now. <laughs> Eight years later or whatever it is, Wrecking Ball's a good breakup song. It's like the uh the movie uh um what's the Christmas movie with Joseph Gordon Levitt? You ask this like every episode and I always like forget. It's uh the night of, right? <laughs> The night of the they have or the night before i don't know the night before i think but i think it's the night before i'm not checking there's a whole scene because this came out i think the movie came out a couple of years after wrecking ball and there's a whole scene of them like being like you still listen to that song and they're like yeah it's still great and uh it left a mark in pop music history i can't deny that i think one of these has aged better and the other one has gotten worse <laughs> i the only thing i really like from hotline bling is the call center opening and i guess the the background 
that's it. The colors are cool as fuck. Whereas Wrecking Ball has a lot going on, and it's it's all great. It sort of has a lot going on. I mean, this might just be the fact that I like the song more now. It, <laughs> we just really get the same few shots over and over again in Wrecking Ball. You have Miley Cyrus swinging on a Wrecking Ball in a white shirt and matching underwear, and then you have her swinging around on a Wrecking Ball naked. That's the entire music video. But it And then close-up of her face. Yeah, the close-up of her face at the beginning. That's true. I definitely feel more emotion in the opening of Wrecking Ball than I do at the opening of Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling is a bunch of women talking about if they like feet or not. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you you sold me on Wrecking Ball. I'm, I'm going with Wrecking Ball. <laughs> We're starting back in the 80s. We've got Thriller versus Video Killed the Radio Star. Are we speed rounding this? I have nothing to say, but I'm picking Thriller. I think it's Thriller as well. It's gotta be. I think uh, the blueprint here was v- Video Killed the Radio Star, and I think, uh, I think Thriller just doubled down i mean until will i am reinvented it in 2010 no he didn't (laughs) (laughs) all right we got aha's take on me versus sydney loppers girls just want to have fun nah i gotta go with take on me yeah i really like take on me's video yeah 100 percent. california love versus sabotage this is the first one where i have some pause i have to really think about this (laughs) (laughs) i think it's sabotage ah (laughs) i really do i think in terms of like the shot variety there's the music video is half as long and it has twice the amount of shots it's edited like an action movie Instead of just having the visuals, costumes, and set of an action movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the song better. I think California Love is a much better song than Sabotage. But I think in terms of like matching the energy of the song, yeah, I definitely think that Sabotage knows what it is more so than this. Like I said earlier, California Love is one of the most chill Tupac songs. And it's randomly color graded and has the production design of Beyond Thunderdome. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I, I guess maybe that's the point, but I'd rather, like, I just feel like the other one's way more tonally consistent. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you, but I do have a soft spot for Mad Max. And it's also funny that George Miller did Mad Max and Happy Feet. <laughs> You're right. That is funny. Alden, rank the Mad Max movies real quick right now. All four of them. I already know your list. I can rank it for you because I know what your list is. It's Fury Road, Road Warrior, the original Thunderdome. I like that. I think I, I, yeah, Sabotage is fine. Sorry, Tupac. Well, what's your take, Josh? I see both sides here. I I think California Love is a little more uh, creative, even if it is just Mad Max. Um, Sabotage, I mean, it's very high pace, exactly what that song needed uh it definitely matches with the song so (laughs) yeah that's that's a big plus (laughs) sweet we got the rain super duper fly missy elliott versus smack my bitch up the prodigy missy elliott yeah i agree yeah (laughs) i think the uh the controversy surrounding the prodigy's music video is like the most interesting thing about it whereas like I still think that the Missy Elliott music video for The Rain is, like, really good. Like, stylistically, it has way more going on. Multiple different costumes, multiple different sets, incredible backup dancers, and, like, a really cool editing style that, like, I could see a music video today replicating and getting a lot of buzz for. Like, I think this is ahead of its time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Here it goes again. Okay, go versus you belong with me, Taylor Swift. Here it goes again could only go for so long in this bracket. I don't know, man. I like jumping across treadmills more than I like a high school football game. I'm with Alden here. I think uh, I think here it goes again is honestly way more impressive yeah and uh kind of just a lot more fun like i feel like it matches the vibe of the song better than the taylor swift one does even though it's literally just a shot for shot like narrative film of the story being told in the music video i don't know maybe it's just an energy thing maybe it's just the fact that this like sort of independent rock group put together a music video for themselves and it ended up winning but like it's it's cool like i really like the idea and i remember like people were trying to recreate it all the time there was a whole bunch of like parodies and like remakes of uh people trying to run on multiple treadmills and uh the compilations of people getting hurt on treadmills following this were really cool (laughs) but this is also taylor swift we're talking about artist of the decade last decade (laughs) (laughs) feels like two decades ago I like the Here It Goes Again music video, but... You like Taylor Swift and Big Glasses more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, I think a fun viral YouTube video was cool to elevate. I just don't know if it belongs in the Elite Eight. Gangnam Style's going to be in the Elite Eight. It might not be, but, like, I want it to be. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the bracket as soon as I said that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I think uh I do think the memes from the Taylor Swift music video are funnier than anything related to people getting hurt on treadmills. But <laughs> but I think one of these elevates the song and the other one just complements the song. True. Yes. We wouldn't even know here it goes again that song existing without the music video. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. You sold me. All right. You got me. Hey Ya by Outkast versus Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. If we're talking cultural impact, these might be the two biggest of the early 2000s. Yeah, I I don't know if I can separate the songs to judge these. I don't know if I should do that or if I should include it. I mean, the song's definitely an important part of the music video, so I wouldn't separate it too much. I, I don't know. I personally like Hey Ya a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to be too biased towards that video when Bad Romance is as good as it is. I think the the like concept for both of these is really good. They're definitely going for different things. Like the Lady Gaga one's definitely going for like a Clockwork Orange esque kind of like a Sane Asylum meets strip club vibe, whereas like. Hey Ya's going for, like, Ed Sullivan meets, like, Atlanta. <laughs> like, just, like, crossover. Um, I really do think that this might... This is probably, like, Outkast's biggest song. I mean, like, Miss Jackson's there, too. But, like, Hey Ya's the, their biggest break. And I think the fact that they put so much attention into this music video uh, was really, really smart. I feel like there's, like, five Lady Gaga music videos that I like as much as Bad Romance. And, like, it's... I agree. She's definitely a music... An artist, especially back then, that was making music for music videos. And I think that's why she's remained as big as she has. But this is definitely, like, a really, really cool step in the right direction for Outkast, in my opinion, especially as they were becoming more accessible and more popular. I could go either way on this. I'd like to hear some other opinions. Uh, The thing that's holding me back from voting Lady Gaga is that I don't think it's her best music video. Interesting. Yes, I I think I agree with that. There are... 
maybe two, possibly three other music videos from her that I like more. Yeah, I, I do like the paparazzi one a lot. I, exactly, that's my favorite from her. But this is probably the best outcast music video. Miss Jackson's really funny with the with the animals bopping their heads to the songs. That's cool. But uh, when it comes to uh, how it's shot, uh, uh, how it's set up, uh, the costumes and that, I think, hey, uh, is their best music video. Lady Gaga so invented, though, with her style and her costumes and that, it's hard to pick one as the definitive best one. Like, the, this is this is part of, like, her being an artist is uh, visually. So I don't know either. <laughs> Alden... Where, where are you leaning? Uh, probably because it's maybe my third favorite video from her. I'm going to say, hey, uh... All right. I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, Gaga. All right. Here it is. We know where Alden stands. Gondam style versus humble. Okay, let's just let Alden speak. <laughs> no, I'll probably ruin it. It's just gonna be humble unless Nate really wants to just side with me for a second. I mean, I can formulate a take here. Can you? I... <sighs> <laughs> my take every time i every yes every time i'm thinking of something all i'm thinking of is k-pop and this starting it so i kind of don't want to speak on it i think gondam style introducing a mainstream not only american but global audience to a uh, different country's pop music is just as big as something like the thriller music video and i think gondam style might be the biggest thing we see in terms of of uh, uh, lasting impact of a music video to like a song and like you can't you can't show someone a single frame of the Gondam style music video without them having sudden flashbacks to 2012 2013 like it's straight up impossible where I feel like humble Kendrick Lamar's music video is definitely one of the better made ones of the 2010s and personally like a favorite of mine it's cultural impacts not even that good I remember when uh, I made this bracket and Josh was like, oh, Humble versus This Is America. Like, that's cool. I wouldn't have thought about that one until I rewatched that music video. It's not one that I think has stuck with a lot of people long term, although it is a great music video. You could show pretty much anyone our age a single still from Gondam Style and they're going to start doing the dance or they're going to remember shit from that era. I, I think... I have to go with Gondam Style here just because of how iconic it is. And whether we like it or not, I mean, I feel like our parents probably feel the same way about Thriller or Take On Me. I just, I'm voting Gangnam Style, but the visuals of Humble are unmatched. I can't think of another music video or just like any cinematic piece that does the same thing. Josh, what's your take, pal? I had to be reminded of the music video, but then I remembered, like, I don't know, culturally, like, I remember watching the NBA playoffs that year, and the hype video before every game of that playoffs, I believe, was Humble by Kendrick Lamar. They would show snippets of the music video, and then show highlights of players dunking and that. It got me hyped. Like, Kendrick Lamar's music is such a big influence, um, just throughout like pop culture even if we don't like totally realize it sometimes gungam style was a big influence for 2012 it is in that time capsule you can have fun looking back on it but kendrick's status it's gonna it's gonna keep going like we're waiting on that album like uh i think humble is very important in the in the discography of one of the greatest artists of our generation yes i agree it's true was the lead single and the biggest song off of his biggest album to date. 
I mean, you can't really bat an eye at Humble. But the music video is not the reason for that. Probably not. I think the song itself holds its own well enough that this music video didn't need to exist for him to have the same notoriety that he has currently. That's how I feel about DNA. I felt I feel that way about his other music videos. Yeah. I mean, this was before the album came out. I mean, this got people hype. I remember the day this music video dropped, Twitter would not shut up about it. And then they were talking about how Damn is going to be Kendrick's best album yet, like immediately. So I do think Josh is right too. And I also think it represents this era of music videos a whole lot better than Gondam Style does for the, the past decade of music videos. I just think the scope and the size alone is is the one thing holding holding Gondam Style up for me personally. Humble's the way better song, the way better music video. I like it more, but how big is it? Uh, 800 million views versus over 4 billion. I'm going to go with Humble. Yeah, I'm going with Humble. Oh, oh, Alden switching? Okay. Humble, Humble is so much better of a video. All right. <laughs> Runaway versus Wrecking Ball. <laughs> uh, uh how, how do you even compare these <laughs> i'm not gonna compare them i just like wrecking ball better i'm gonna vote runaway uh here it is duel of the nates <laughs> <laughs> videos like runaway are the reason why people will go to a stadium with kanye west and just pretty much have the biggest listening party ever for an unfinished album for, yeah. An album. Yeah, an album that's not finished. Yeah, and uh, I didn't start liking Miley Cyrus until last year. Um, Wrecking Ball, it needed time for it to actually be good because we were. it was such an oversaturation of Miley Cyrus at that time. Uh... Honestly, by the time we got to Wrecking Ball, like, Wrecking Ball wasn't her first, like, controversial video. We had We Can't Stop before this. By the time we got to Wrecking Ball, it was like, who actually cared outside of, like, like news stations moms okay but that's for any artist yeah but i don't care about like how controversial it was well the controversy is kind of part of why it became iconic look i know that you became a miley fan like two years ago but i never stopped being a miley fan since hannah montana sorry to hear that yeah it's a problem i'm sorry i just don't like that album bangers i don't like the album <laughs> I like two songs off of it. I guess what these music videos were like promoting, like Kanye entered this shit into festivals. Like he was like <laughs> really trying to get some notoriety as like a filmmaker and as a as a director, as well as a music producer and recording artist. So there's a lot of elements at play here. Why I think Runaway is really ambitious. Um, I think it's uh, the segment that is the actual music video is really solid. Um, the whole film itself is just kind of paced weird and awkward uh so I, i'm specifically talking about the four minute long music video up against um yeah wrecking ball i mean like i said earlier in terms of variety there's not much i do think we get some good range but we already knew miley could act i don't think we saw anything new from miley in this music video besides some side boob i have to go with runaway here <laughs> all right thriller versus take on me this could be the finals <laughs> this feels like the finals eee. what was that noise alden do you think there's a clear winner here no but i think i might have a hot take all right let's hear it i don't know i don't know what you think but i, I just thriller it's great it's a lot of fun it's it was ahead of its time i well both of these are actually i don't know i really appreciate the style of take on me 
I don't like the song that much. I prefer the acoustic version that was like in Deadpool 2 or something. The MTV Unplugged recording? Yeah. Yes, that's the one. I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of the Thriller music video. And I I think it's one of those things that I just... I, I saw a bunch growing up. My mom loved it. I kind of didn't know anything about the Take On Me music video until Flipnote on the DSi or whatever. I think that's when I fell into it, and I still really like this music video. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think, like, in terms of between Thriller versus Take On Me, like, Take On Me is a standout. I mean, AHA is, to to our generation, is pretty much a one-hit wonder. Um, I mean, granted, they did do, like, a James Bond song after this. They had a couple of songs off this album chart. They're not really a true one-hit wonder, but this music video is so iconic that, like, it resonates with multiple generations. Whereas, like, honestly, Thriller's not my favorite Michael Jackson music video. I think this is a bad romance situation where it might be the most impressive and the most ambitious, but I think I like the Billie Jean music video better, and I think I like Black and White better than I like Thriller. And Moonwalker. Like, he he's did this again later, and I think did it better. And even as, like, a, a showcase of the time, I think Take On Me just... I don't know. I think Thriller culturally as a song holds up a lot better. Yeah, the rotoscope animation and like the the like animation live action hybrid element is yeah. I think more impressive by today's standards than really talented filmmaking and really talented costume design. Uh and not to mention choreography. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There there it's it's tough cuz like in theory I wish we still had more music videos like the Thriller one, but the Take on Me was a game changer. Yeah, I'm I'm on Take on Me's side. Josh, where do you stand? Um I'm standing right in the middle. Uh <laughs> I'm leaning towards Take on Me, so I think that means Take on Me's probably taking it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, Sabotage versus the Rain, Super Duper <laughs> Fly, Missy Elliott versus the Beastie Boys. This left corner of this bracket is chaos. <laughs> yeah, the night. Yeah, this is a the nineties got done dirty. <laughs> um, but I think it's by far Missy Elliott here. I agree. Yes, I think I personally, which is weird, but I I like Sabotage as a song better. But there's just not enough that could be said about this music video for Missy Elliott. I think it's such a strong way to introduce a, a debut album. Like, honestly, like this, this is like a record label doing someone right. Like they put a lot of budget into this, the costumes, the wardrobe, like even the, like just the amount of budget that probably went into this, having all the different like locations and studios and like different dancers and, and the editing style, like it's very tonally unique and like. I don't know. I feel like... And for the the style choices to be carried on into music videos decades later, like, it's just... You can't beat yeah. that. I, I have to agree. Missy Elliott takes it here. All right. Here it goes again. OK Go versus Hey Yeah by Outkast. I have run out of things to talk about when it comes to Here, here It Goes Again. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done trying. Outkast is great. That's why I'm like that... The music video could only go so far. <laughs> I mean, you were right. I just didn't want to, like, I, I didn't want to agree at the time. I think Elite Eight's cool, but uh, I don't know about Final Four. 
That's tough. Yeah. I think Hey Ya just has more energy to it. It also is like a group that had been around for a while having a pop breakout. And honestly, this is like the end of, this was like around the end of MTV as we knew it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons they got a huge push for that album. Like a solid music video, solid marketing. I mean, they were like already four or five projects deep at that point. Like they had been around for a while. And this like 2003 was like their breakout year in terms of, of like the charts and in terms of, of crossing over, which I, I wish outcast was still making music, still making bangers. I agree. All right. Humble Kendrick Lamar, runaway Kanye West. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say humble. Yeah. Even when we compare songs, humble, is so much better. Humble is the the music video's pace with Humble like perfectly. I get Kanye's going for something different with Runaway, but and I appreciate him trying. <laughs> yeah, I really like the visuals in both these music videos. I just think yeah, matching the kinetic energy and the flow of something like Humble is way more impressive than what Runaway does in my opinion. Like there's so much variety in the shot composition of Humble and it's also like just as fast-paced as as the song. Whereas Runaway's a relatively chill music video for a song that's relatively chill but the lyrics ain't chill at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like the uh, impact on the industry that both of these artists have is substantial oh true 100 percent. i didn't think either one of these would get to the final four if i'm being honest so this is interesting all right here it is the final four the four greatest music videos of all time take on me by aha super dupa fly missy elliott uh hey ya by outcast and humble by kendrick lamar i did not think i'm glad i didn't look at the bracket before like recording because i would have been wrong yeah this is the uh most surprising final four in Duel of the Takes history. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't think of another final four where I'm like, I wouldn't have guessed any of these would have made it that far. But I'm glad. I like all of these music videos a lot. I agree. I can't. <laughs> but with that being said, take on me over the rain, super duper fly, Missy Elliott. I'm sorry, Missy Elliott. Hey, I think Final Four is pretty epic. I think I think she deserved her spot here. But I mean, if we're just talking 80s music videos versus 90s music videos, I think just about everything in the 80s is gonna trump the 90s because this is the music video era. This is the MTV era. You. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part, yes. You couldn't be a pop breakout star without a number one music video. Like, it, it's just how it was back then. Whereas, like, this was a great way to introduce an artist and get her face as familiar as her voice in, in mainstream conversation. And I'm sure in the early days of AMTV, like, this music video probably got a lot of play, but it's, it's no take on me. Yeah. All right. And for 2000s versus 2010s, Hey Ya versus Humble. I'm going to say it. What is it? I think Humble should move on. Yeah, I think this is where I I stop pushing for Outcast. Okay. When you watch Hey Ya, you might say to your friend that that music video was really good. It was fun. Check it out. Yeah, no, it's a ton of fun. Kendrick Lamar's Humble music video, you're going to have a conversation with somebody if you watch that music video for the like with that person. I think it'd be a perfect final two where we had one that's visually just really cool, and then we had one that is important and people actually want to talk about. I think Humble belongs in the finals. I guess. I like, yeah, yeah, it's probably Humble. I think the energy, damn. I don't know. The energy of the Hey Yeah one is, is really good. Like, I think Outcast really delivers in, like, the performance. 
Um, not to say that Kendrick doesn't deliver, obviously. I mean, he's, he's doing his thing. But, um, I mean, yeah, Andre 3000 playing nine characters in a music video is just a lot of fun. Like, it has a lot of energy of, like, what I love about early 2000s pop culture in general where, yeah, it's got, like, a lot of... And it was such a big song, too. I guess it's definitely the safe choice, so maybe it's cool we go with, like, the different one. I, I mean, like you said, you couldn't watch one of those countdowns, like the VH1 top musics of the dec- top music videos of the decade without getting this Outcast one in, like, the top, you know, top three. But I do think, like, time is going to treat the Humble music video very well. Um, the visuals are incredible, and... There's something about it, even though we're approaching year five of this music video, it doesn't look dated at all. It looks great. No. Yeah. All right. Take on me by Aha versus Humble. This is nuts. I did not see these two <laughs> going to the finals. These are. We look really pretentious. You think so? I think for Take on Me, maybe, but I'm not sure Humble is pretentious. I don't know. Depends how you talk about that music video. That's true. You want to sound pretentious? Yeah, you come off as pretentious. <laughs> so we talked about these artists, right, in The Lasting Impact. Yeah. We're talking about technically a one-hit wonder for a very iconic music video that people have parodied, and it's awesome. It is really, really cool. But versus an artist that has been talked about for, um, for a decade now, pretty much, and um, that will still be talked about, and this is the artist's biggest hit ever. Um, people discussed this music video so much when it came out. I just think there's so much to discuss and talk about more with Humble and Kendrick as an artist than anything would take on me. Uh, yeah, I could see that. But on the contrary, I think having a music video that is so iconic it defines your band it defines i would argue that decade for music videos this is the biggest artistic contribution aha has made to anything ever whereas this is probably like in my top 10 favorite kendrick lamar songs like in terms of like this artistic impact you have like the biggest thing aha ever did versus like another kendrick lamar song like i don't even know i mean i know that he was you know, fresh off of To Pimp a Butterfly and got a lot of critical praise and then got even more for Damn. But I don't think that this song is, or even this music video is the reason he's talked about. But I don't know. For a lot of people, this is the introduction to Kendrick Lamar, though. Take On Me, that's a cool one-hit wonder that we like to talk about and watch. For a lot of people, you watch Humble or you listen to Humble, then you you go and dive into other stuff uh, of Kendrick. There's nothing to go into with Take On Me. It's all surface level, which is fine. But, like, I'd rather have something more interesting. Like, I guess what you're saying in terms of, like, going into a deep dive of that same artist's discography, I, I could agree. But I remember the first time I stumbled across the Take On Me music video uh, on YouTube. Like, I was immediately looking up, like, other popular 80s music videos right there and like i got into like duran duran and uh, i really liked the um oh god what's the name of that song uh the fucking uh arithmetics uh sweet dreams are made of these music video like you found 
you found better stuff, but Kendrick is the best. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about the artist here. We're talking about the specific music videos. And the Take On Me one led me down a rabbit hole where the Kendrick Lamar one is like another good Kendrick Lamar music video. Like, I, I just... But you said that But you said that Humble is Kendrick's biggest song, so obviously he had a lot of new fans coming out of Humble. Sure, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was def... So it led them down... I'm sure it led them down a rabbit hole of Kendrick's music. But it still sounds like you're making an artist argument. I'm talking about these specific music videos. Well, you're making a genre-defining argument for Take On Me, which I don't kind of agree with at all. <laughs> Talking about the music video, specifically the video part, Take On Me is the same thing through the whole video. Whereas Humble has so many different visuals to just, like, take in. Yeah, that's true. I think the rewatchability of Humble is probably a little stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once he, in Take On Me, once he becomes... Once it gets, like, uh, the visuals start um, going in that, like Alden said, like, that's it. Pretty much. With Humble, there's, like, five different things going on. It's on. It's a very paced, it's a very high-paced song, and um, Kendrick's, like, uh, he's putting in different visuals, different themes. Um, some of the, some of the, what, some, some of the visuals while you're watching matches his lyrics completely. Some of them you kind of got to look and see. Uh, I, I think it's just, I wouldn't say it's a war, more well thought out music video because it took a lot of effort for a music video like Take On Me to be made in the 80s. But in a, in an era that is so oversaturated with music videos, kind of the, kind of the, this is around the time where music videos were kind of on the downward spiral. Like, um, there's, there's songs that I love that I straight up, um, didn't even look into the music video because you don't even think of that anymore. And with Humble, the fact that it had people talking and that it was brought up and was this big hit, I think says a lot that he was... It's another... It's just another thing that Kendrick Lamar was able to elevate. Like, this man just elevates this genre every time, and that's why I'm so excited for his next album and what he's going to do. He can. I'm sure he can make an even better music video than this. Hear me out. What if Kendrick features Aha on the next album? <laughs> that would be incredibly based. <laughs> one, one can hope. That'd be pretty wild. I mean, he featured U2 on Damn. I feel like we're definitely seeing more rock influence, but I feel like Aha would be really out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Sounds like it's Damn. It sounds like it's Humble, Kendrick Lamar. Well, once... Dude, Bracket Fights is, like, literally dying. This is the fifth time the website has crashed. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> all right. The best music video of all time, according to Duel of the Takes, is Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. This was a wild bracket. I mean, really, it went all over the place. I did not think that was going to win, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, once it got out of the first round, yeah. It, it won. <laughs> <laughs> it went on a run. It definitely did. Overthrew, This Is America, Gondam Style, and Runaway, and Hey Ya, and Take On Me. That is a run and a That might be the best run in Duel of the Takes history. <laughs> Josh, you remember uh, Guava Island? Oh, the Donald Glover movie with Rihanna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's on uh, Prime, I think, but it's... I really don't know what to call it. I guess it's just a short film that's basically a music video for, like, five different songs. Yeah. It's it's one of those like music video movie type things. Yeah. It's fifty five minutes. It's got like a 
decent narrative to it. Sounds cool. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah, same director as, like, most of his videos and stuff, so... It, it was nice. I liked it, but... Even considering that, it's I think Humble is just a stronger music video, which is why it got out of the first round, I guess. Um, transitioning over, do we want to talk about Green Knight for a little bit? We all saw it. Yeah. First time I think we've seen a movie opening weekend, all three of us, in uh, quite a while. Oh, well, obviously all separately. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The movie's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I uh, I don't know if I like it as much as a ghost story. I guess we'll, we'll see how the rewatches do because uh, I find a ghost story like a perfectly paced movie to rewatch again, as weird as that sounds, because there's so many scenes that drag. But I feel like I'm going to have that same feeling with this movie, but it's also almost an hour longer. <laughs> yeah. Thematically, though, there's so much to dissect. I think The Green Knight is is gonna go down as probably one of the better movies of this year. It's definitely the strongest film I've seen so far this year. It's one of the strongest fantasy movies I've seen in so long. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I can't... I can't really think of one that's recently that's would be in the same tier yeah and i think like the stylization of it too is so unique like i can't think of like a not that it's like psychedelic or anything like that but it's definitely like a very um i i guess you would call it like uh like loose narrative there's not a whole ton of dialogue after the first 40 minutes or so it's like visually driven and kind of like it's got a kind of schizophrenic narrative to it i mean like the color will just change in the middle of a scene there's like no rhyme or reason it meanders quite a bit like it it feels like a movie that i don't think the masses will like but i haven't talked to anyone who doesn't at least tolerate the movie or appreciate the movie yet and i guess that's probably just because a24 is so good at marketing to the people that would like to see their movies and could give less of a shit if it makes like you know 10 billion dollars in the theater or whatever yeah and even it's like biggest stars are only in the movie for a short time yeah they really i was surprised how much they they didn't use them which i was i'm glad because it's like that's it's not what it was for because uh, it had such a wide release i was thinking odd ah, i wonder if they're going to push like joel edgerton or alicia vikander in it but they really didn't they they were there uh for their parts and did exactly what they needed to do and really didn't overstay their welcome of because the it's a very, like, uh, like the character, the main character goes through uh, a lot, but he, it's it's a journey, so you don't want to kind of stick to one place for too long. I was actually, um, I guess, I guess we'll go into spoilers. This movie's only been out for a couple of days, so I think a proper spoiler warning is should be done. Yeah, true. So if you leave this episode now, just uh, thanks for watching, uh, but spoilers for The Green Knight if you haven't seen it yet. Go watch it if you haven't. Definitely, yeah. If you have the ability to watch this movie, do so. I'm sure it'll be on Amazon at some point. Yeah, if you can watch it safely, go for it. Yeah, it'll probably be on Prime soon. Um, yeah, but like going in, like when he, when Joel Edgerton does show up and they go to his house, I got a little nervous where I'm like, okay, this is where the movie could lose me, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, Sean Harris plays King Arthur extremely freaking well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, like, I, I honestly was blown away the first hour of the movie, like, how well this dude was acting as, like, this old kind of worn-down king. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a supporting role nomination 
for the Academy. Like, I know it's an A24 movie and they never get the nominations they deserve, but I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this man's like selling like like King Arthur extremely, extremely well. And I think Sean Harris is a really underappreciated uh, actor, so I, I was happy to see him in such a iconic role. I mean, you think, you know, medieval fantasy type characters, King Arthur's one of the best, and this might be one of the best uh, depictions of him on screen. Yeah, I really, I agree. I really liked him. We've had so many King Arthur depictions on screen, and this one felt kind of refreshing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and really, you could go into that movie and leave that movie and you can have no idea it's in king arthur's like lore <laughs> like he if it wasn't for the round table uh i don't think a lot of people would even pick up that it was king arthur if like they went in like knowing nothing about the movie and that i think a lot of people are probably going to go into it that way because it doesn't seem like the green knight is as big of a tale as i thought it was nobody i've talked to is familiar with it which is crazy to me i mean i mean honestly i wasn't too familiar with it until the film was announced uh, a couple of years ago um i didn't even know this was happening until three weeks ago yeah i i just remember when it was supposed to come out like early 2020 and then it got delayed i think they were like doing like a reshoot or there was like a couple of like things they were re-editing or something and it got delayed like a month and then it, the pandemic happened and they were like, well, we can't release it now. So then they just sat on it for another year and a half. And I'm glad that they were able to to release it. I'm sure it's doing well. It's the most popular thing on Letterboxd. So at least the cinephile crowd is going out to see it. The budget was really impressive. I thought the visual effects for as small of a budget as this movie had were really, really impressive. Um Similar to a ghost story. I mean, like, I really think the, the practical effects are great, and the, 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 the few scenes that have a, an abundance of VFX are pretty good for as small of a movie as this is. Yeah, the the look of the Green Knight himself. Holy shit. Yeah, the use of practical effects and makeup. Like, uh, I would love for it to get an Academy nom. Oh, it definitely won't. For, it definitely won't for for, uh, for visual effects, but it would be great if it did. Yeah. Uh, I thought that uh, Dev Patel was pretty good in the lead role. If I have to be nitpicky, I mean, th this movie's not a five star for me, at least not yet. I'm sure if I rewatch it a lot and get more and more out of it each time, it could be. I think that Dev Patel might have been a little too old to play uh, Sir Guywin, but definitely wasn't a bad performance. Yeah, because he's supposed to be 16, right? I don't think the age matters that much. I just have a hard time believing he's so headstrong and immature and he's got like a full beard <laughs> like <laughs> like i don't i don't know there's definitely like i guess that doesn't really matter that much like but it feels like a younger character than he than he's playing and he's acting it like he's he's his own age so i don't know i i think that the acting across the board was phenomenal in this movie and it, he plays the part really well with minimal dialogue there's tons of expression and the scene where he confront, confronts the Green Knight is is really, really well acted just with, you know, facial movements and, and the kind of, like, emotion behind, I guess, the movement and blocking. Like, it, it feels very, very, like, Shakespearean and theatrical despite being a modern A24 kind of art house movie. And, like, speaking of acting across the board, Aaron Kellyman 
This is the best role I've seen her in, just flat out. I just, I just loved that sequence at the at the ghost house. It felt like I was on like a like a adventure game, and it's like, oh, here's the side quest where you go to the the house, and there's a ghost girl, and she needs you to find her head. Like, really, really well acted, but she's she's great in that in that role. She's like funny, but like not distractingly so, and uh, it was it was cool. I I hope she gets put in more stuff because she's been good in uh she was good in Solo really good in Green Knight. I didn't watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think she was in like five minutes of that show the the episode I watched. Yeah, huge plot point, no screen time. We love that in Marvel villains. Even the Dunkirk kid was good in this movie. I know. I didn't. I didn't know that was the Dunkirk guy until after the movie. <laughs> well, I love how the first scene he's in. It's on that like really like it's on that wide shot, and it's like a continuous take, and there's no close up coverage of him. And I'm like, is that the Dunkirk kid? <laughs> it was. Yeah, you had already said that before I saw it, so I was expecting to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the movie's just impressive i think that's a great word to use for it hopefully someday i make a uh movie as good but i don't think i ever will i believe in you nate picking up the pennies coming soon (laughs) (laughs) gotta do it before uh i lose my hairline no that's fine we'll get you a good wig (laughs) i'll pull a woody harrelson and venom oh yeah that trailer looks bad (laughs) i can't wait to see more joel edgerton uh you should watch uh it comes at night there's a lot of things i should watch to catch up on his filmography but i know there's a lot of stuff that he's going to be showing up in soon so he's also low-key really good in the great gatsby oh i'd say he's he has the best performance in that movie (laughs) yeah that scene of him and him and leo is yeah yeah, he was a perfect cast for uh, Tom Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for checking out today's episode of Duel of the Takes. What would you think of our of our music video pick? Is is Humble by Kendrick Lamar the best music video of all time? Let us know in the comments section below if you're on YouTube. If not, join our Discord. Link's in the uh, description for this on uh, all platforms. So hit us up. <sighs> yeah, this bracket's going to get comments. <laughs>